0: Welcome into We Are Regal Radio's fourth angle series as we get you ready for every Bears game with four keys to the game or four goals that the Bears need to accomplish to defeat any given opponent and this week's opponent is those divisional rival Minnesota Vikings. The game will be played at Soldier Field on Monday Night Football on ESPN ABC here locally in Chicago and uh, a very critical game The Bears are at a record of five and four and currently sit second in the NFC North ahead of the Minnesota Vikings and Detroit Lions who are both tied at three and five. Very, very important game for the Bears who have lost three straight heading into this game while Minnesota has won their last two. So uh, a reeling Bears team versus a hot Vikings team with the season really on the line for the Vikings. Another loss probably cripples Their playoff hopes uh, wouldn't completely exhaust them, but it would be very, very difficult for the Vikings to even figure out a way to get into the playoffs. That being said, we need to talk about the keys for this Bears team to stave off a very hungry and motivated Minnesota Vikings team with their season on the line. And let's start with our first takeaway, which is the takeaway battle. Go figure, right? Nice little wordplay. Both of these two teams are both a negative three when it comes to the takeaway differential in the NFL. Uh, currently tied, as I said, technically Minnesota is considered 24th. The Bears are considered 22nd, but it all amounts to the same thing. Neither team has done a great job taking care of the football. Kirk Cousins has 10 interceptions. Nick Foles has seven. And, uh, of course, we know Nick Foles hasn't had a full season. So both of these quarterbacks definitely under the microscope because they're gonna have to lead their offenses to victory but we'll get to that in our next takeaway what the key is to shutting down the vikings it's not kirk cousins fyi but sticking with this takeaway uh differential that is a huge goal in this game for the bears to come away positive uh we've seen over the last few games that the defense hasn't found a way to get the big takeaway to try to set up the offense or maybe even score themselves. And that hasn't happened since the Rams game on Monday night uh, back in week seven. So anything the Bears can do to find a way to get ahead at the end of the game on Monday is imperative for their success. Because as we know, most games come down to takeaways and turnovers. You talk about divisional games kind of late in the year. I mean, it's not late, late, but we're we're getting late. We're definitely on the second half of the season. We're in week 10, so double digits. Just a matter of weeks left. It's about uh, two months, but really it's a little less than two months. With playoff implications on the line, and make no mistake about it, for both of these teams, this is going to matter in the playoff run for either side qualifying or being disqualified because not having a good enough record. Turnovers, takeaways. Whichever team comes away with more takeaways and can protect the ball better, whichever team can take it away and protect it is going to win this game on Monday Night Football. It's going to be a huge, huge stat, and it's played its ugly head for the Bears' losses, and it's been a huge part of the Bears' victories as well. So, so, so important, and you know for Minnesota, they're saying the exact same thing. Who is going to win that turnover takeaway differential? Now let's continue on to our next goal. And this is going back to what the Bears, you know, you talk about a checklist of what they need to do in this game. And we talked about turnovers just a second ago. The next one, so, so important. You got to try to take uh, the head of the snake, if you will, out of this game and it's exactly the formula we talked about last week against the Titans. The Titans are a running football team and they will pound you and they will kill you with Derrick Henry and their running offense. The Bears did an excellent job in taking him away. They really shut down Derrick Henry. He only had 68 yards on 21 carries and if you take away one of the runs which was for 26 yards You're talking 42 yards on 20 carries. I mean, if the Bears can repeat something like that this week against Dalvin Cook, and they've had pretty good success in the limited games that they've played Dalvin Cook. I believe his last three games, he has something like 30 to 40 carries for just about 80 yards. I mean, they have really, really shut him down in the past. And that is going to be exactly the same key for the Bears in this matchup because if they don't slow down uh, Dalvin Cook, it's the exact same thing that we talked about with Tennessee. No doubt about it, Kirk Cousins is not a great quarterback, but he can definitely play on any given Sunday about as good as anybody in the NFL. Now, that's not going to happen week to week. It's not going to be consistent. That's part of his issue as a player, but – Any given Sunday, he definitely has the arm strength, the arm talent, the ability, the poise to beat you up and put up some gaudy numbers. And we've seen it in his time with Minnesota. Uh, What makes him extremely successful, though, is when defenses are keying in on Dalvin Cook in that run game and trying to shut him down. Now you've got Kirk Cousins with the short passes. You've got Kirk Cousins with the play-action passes downfield. He has an accurate enough arm that he can make some really big plays for you. No doubt about it, when you have Kirk Cousins with a run game, he can be potent as a quarterback and be very, very deadly. Now you take away that run game and you put all the pressure on Kirk Cousins to beat you with his arm. Now you're talking about being in a position to win the football game. And for this Bears defense, They've had success creating turnovers off Kirk Cousins. If they can, you know, stop that run game, I think that they're going to have some opportunities at takeaways, and that is huge. Obviously, we talked about with the first goal, but beyond just winning this game, this Bears defense has to get in takeaway mode. They have to find a way week in and week out, no matter who the opponent is. They've got to get takeaways. Otherwise, this offense is going to struggle, struggle, struggle And we'll talk about the offense in a little bit here. Maybe there's some ways for them to get better, but no matter what, they're going to probably struggle all year long, including the playoffs if the Bears even get there. So this defense has to understand we've got to make some splash plays. We've got to get a couple takeaways, get some short fields, especially early in the football game, so that they can try to mount some sort of a lead, and then that defense can really pin its ears back and come after Uh, Kirk Cousins or fill-in-the-blank, whoever they're playing. So if the Bears really want to win this football game, they obviously have to take care of goal one that we mentioned. But now in goal two, you have to shut down Dalvin Cook, and that will give you a great opportunity to beat the Minnesota Vikings. we move right ahead to our third goal, and it's not going to be too dissimilar from last week as well when You know, the matchup actually set up pretty good for the Bears against the Titans. In a lot of ways, this matchup sets up well for the Bears, too, aside from the fact that the Bears are reeling and the Vikings are very confident in what they're doing for the first time this year. Last week, that Bears offense had an opportunity against a struggling Titans defense that was not getting after the passer, that was giving up a lot of yards through the air and on the ground. And the Bears really didn't take advantage too well of that opportunity and only scored points in the fourth quarter. You know, you thought if the Bears defense could hold down that Titans offense, especially early on, and give this Bears offense an opportunity to take a lead, that they would have a great chance to do so. And that certainly played out until the Bears offense just continued to stay in its own way and really muck up the opportunity that the defense gave them. You fast forward to this week against the Vikings and it's a redo for the Bears. I mean, the Vikings come in with a a pretty terrible pass yards per game. They're 30th in the league, giving up 287 a game through the air. Defensive rush yards a game, they give up 125 a game, which is 20th in the NFL. The strength, really, of the Minnesota team has been their offense. They score a lot of points. They're 12th. Uh, they run the football extremely well. And they're an opportunistic passing team. They're only—they're uh, actually a little bit worse than the Bears statistically passing this year, uh, through the air yardage-wise. And to make things even better for the Bears as well, uh, this Vikings defense gives up 29.3 points per game so far this year, uh, basically giving up 30. And we know that the Bears offense will not get to 30 assuming Matt Nagy's the play caller, which we'll get to in a little bit. We'll have to see with the Bears' injury report with the offensive line, but regardless, they should find a way to get this team going. I mean, when Minnesota comes in as low-ranked as they are defensively, there's a reason for that. That means they're doing some things that defensively aren't aren't performing that well, whether it's players, coaches, whatever. There's a reason why... Ten weeks into the season, Mike Zimmer, this really excellent defensive coach, just doesn't have an excellent defensive unit right now. And part of that is injuries because they've definitely been hit there with some big names. They're in a transition as a team with a lot of young players. You know, this just sets up for the Bears. And, yes, there are some question marks like David Montgomery, what's his status, will he play? And you could have a big hole at the running back position if you're the Bears' offense, but, man, I mean, how many times are you given an opportunity late in the year when your team's reeling, if they don't beat the Vikings on Monday night because their offense is absolutely putrid, I mean, how is that going to play when they play Minnesota later on in the year when they still could be in the playoff hunt, maybe even in a better standing? Maybe the Bears are the desperate team. You go into Minnesota – You know, you've got to play Detroit, Green Bay in these next uh, three games. It's all divisional games for the Bears, starting with the Vikings on Monday night. That's the clearest path for the Bears to get to the playoffs, is by beating their division. And it's going to be tough, because all the teams so far, we haven't seen the Packers and the Vikings yet, but this matchup, it would not be shocking if the Vikings win. The first matchup against Detroit, it was actually shocking that they won. Uh, We think that the Bears are going to struggle against Green Bay because they seem like the best team in the NFC altogether. There is a lot to figure out if you're the Bears and you have got to start making progress and momentum offensively against some of these bad and weaker defenses because, boy, if they come up against any type of good defense, I don't know how this Bears team is going to win a game. So take advantage of these opportunities while you have them. Otherwise, you might be kissing your uh, playoff hopes away pretty soon here. It kind of feels like with a Minnesota victory, they're ready to leapfrog the Bears and contend with the Packers for the potential NFC North crown, or at least be in the top wildcard team from the NFC North. Our final goal or key. Come on down, Bill Laser and yes you heard me bill laser the bears offensive coordinator he has stepped into the play calling position as matt nagy announced on friday that he is going to step down from his play calling duties and hand that over to Bill Lazor to allow Nagy to focus on the three phases of offense defense special teams and basically take over more of a traditional head coaching role and allow his offensive assistant his main offensive assistant Bill Lazor the coordinator handle the play calling duty and he seems to be the most obvious choice you could have gone with John Filippo, he has some experience there but Uh, Not a lot of good experience, and I don't know if there's really anybody on the staff with a lot of good play calling experience, but Bill Lazor did it for a season and three quarters with Miami. He was fired in late November of 2015, called all the plays in 2014, and then you look at uh, his stint with the Bengals, he came in as a uh, kind of familiar role here, he came in as a substitute. Uh, play caller as cincinnati fired their offensive coordinator and then promoted bill laser and he held that position for another year before the i think entire coaching staff was let go for the new regime that's in there now with zach taylor so we'll see what bill can come up with um this is a, a a big move for the bears and needed to happen and then on top of it too when you look at this goal for minnesota you know Going out there with Matt Nagy as the play caller probably is gonna equal a loss, at least offensively. I mean, you don't wanna you don't wanna go crazy because the defense can definitely dominate this game and do some great things, but just the idea that a really confident, hot Minnesota team, even though they're struggling a little bit defensively, going up against this Bears offense. I mean, look at that Titans defense a week ago. They seemed to heal themselves up. But now with laser as the play caller you know the vikings are going to have to try to prepare for him so in a way it kind of adds a little bit extra to the viking's plate maybe that makes up a difference how bill calls the game uh, we'll see what happens maybe there's a little more flow a little more construction to the play calling a little more building going on and of course You know, the big thing is the Bears don't put up points. If Bill Lazor can find a way to, I don't know, call some plays that puts a lot of different guys in good positions to succeed, maybe the Bears get some quick and uh, easy points. You know, that's not all on Bill Lazor and his play calling. I don't want to make it sound like, oh, Bill Lazor's here. All of a sudden, this offense can be top 16 in the league. That's not going to happen, most likely. Uh, Maybe you see a little bit of a jolt, a little bit of a boom, and again, this is a very critical game because if you win against the Vikings, find a way to get it done Monday night, and hey, what if they have a nice offensive performance? You go into that bye week feeling really good where you're at if you're a Bears team, because you know what you have. You have a good defense, reliable special teams, you just have nothing on offense so we'll see what happens Monday night with the new play caller Bill Lazor you know hopefully even if it's a freak accident the Bears can just explode offensively and just get this team confident and riding high going into the bye week where you can really maybe work on some things and who knows maybe this role for Matt Nagy where he's more of a a coach looking at the, the overview oversight of everything um maybe now you can see some of the the dumb mistakes like the timeouts to avoid penalties or some of the just questionable decisions when it comes to time management. Maybe now with all his focus on just handling the game and handling all the phases, that makes Matt Nagy a little bit better of a head coach. And if everything can just get a little bit better, you would think that, hey, this team here's five and four with a chance to go six and four. This season isn't over, and a lot of winnable games after that bye week, they've got to find a way to get it done this Monday night.